I'm thankful you're well. You're listening to Gaino. If you're tuning in for the first time today, Gaino is the Seneca word for music or song. I'm your host, Brett, maybe coming to you from the Allegheny territory of the Seneca Nation. Each week, we take a listen to some of the incredible music from different indigenous artists from across Turtle Island. It's a uh, an artist spotlight, if you will. So for this next hour, you are invited to buckle up. Kuik is an innovative collective based in the Pacific Northwest, a band full of creative types including weavers, storytellers, activists, artists who are focused on raising awareness of social issues. The band was formed in 2013 after a chance meeting between Bernie Worrell and Preston Singletary. I'm joined today with Rob Ludgate, the guitarist and one of the founding members of the band. We have a lot to talk about today, so kicking things off from their band's latest album, Wooch, it's 10,000 Generations today on Gyno.
This is Kachung, and you're listening to Gaino on Native Voice One.
10,000 Generations from Cool Weeks, brand new album Wooch, kicking off our listening on today's episode of Gyno. If you're just now tuning in, I'm joined on the line with Rob Ludgate, uh, and I'm excited to be able to talk a little bit about the band's history. Uh, but first, welcome, Rob. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Uh, when we were getting caught up, we were trying to uh, get an idea on the last time that we talked, and I, I guess that was like August or September. Either way, uh, despite all the slowdowns, it feels like time just keeps on moving faster than ever, right? It sure does. I was trying to remember how long it had been since we last <laughs> had a chance to talk. You know, and to be fair, uh, there have been a number of circumstances outside of the band's control that uh, put a little bit of a delay on the release of Wooch. Uh, we can get to that here in just a few. I figure, though, right now, if you would be so kind as to tell listeners out there a little bit about yourself. Yeah, my name is Rob. A lot of people know me as Captain Rob. That's a performing name I've been going under since I was a teenager many, many, many years ago. I'm a guitar player and bass player and keyboard player and, and beat maker, but I'm most known as, as a guitar player. And uh, I've been making music since I was about 11 years old, so 30-something years at this point. I have to count how old I am. <laughs> how old I am now. And uh, yeah, just I'm a... I'm a musician and uh, a guy who stays pretty busy. Oh, most definitely. I'm interested to talk specifically about Kuwik. Uh, however, uh, you've been with a lot of amazing bands throughout the years, and you had your early starts with Red Earth, right? Yeah, actually, my my musical. Well, you know, I I I was born and raised in the Seattle area. I'm I'm Sixika, but I I grew up in the Seattle area, which is a big a lot of people know is a, a big relocation city, so there's a, a pretty big native community in the you know Puget Sound area of Washington. And you know, I started playing guitar about 11 years old, and you know, played in bands all through through high school and into college. And probably the the first group that I played with that you know really got a good amount of traction and started taking me around you know a lot of a lot of places was uh was red earth who i i joined uh, when i was living in albuquerque in about 2002 and and played on the the zia soul album and i was a fan of red earth before i even knew the guys because actually i had a radio show when i was in college and that was when around the time red earth formed and their very first you know demos were were coming out and i kind of connected with jeff Dunneman, the the drummer and I, they just happened to need a bass player when I moved to Albuquerque and I just kind of fell in with those guys right off and, you know, got really close to those guys and spent, you know, endless, <laughs> endless hours, you know, making music and, you know, touring all over the, the country with those guys. They're, they're great guys. I love all those guys to this day. They're, they're my brothers. Uh, this is a band that keeps coming up in conversations. In fact, uh, earlier this year, I had uh, Adrian Wall on the show, and he, I believe, was the original bass player for Red Earth, yeah? He was. He was the original original bass player. Basically, he had to, I think he had some stuff going on where he needed to step back from the band for a bit, right by coincidence when I was moving in there. So, yeah, he, he left some big big shoes for me to, to, full, to fill moving, moving into there, but yeah, Dre's. I know him as Dre. <laughs> so, Dre's Dre's great, and he's you know still putting out great, great music. And we actually just lost uh, Ira Wilson, who was the the front man of of Red Earth, passed away 
just recently. So we're all still kind of reeling from from the loss of loss of Ira. You know, who was you know in my my opinion the the greatest you know front man in the history of, of Native Rock. So we're we're still kind of taking that in and. Um, I know they did a tribute show in Albuquerque for for Ira here recently, and had his niece actually filling in, singing for him. And it's so great hearing uh, Ira's singing style, you know, alive in in his niece. So that was that was that was very cool. Most definitely something to look forward to as well as that new generation is up and coming. And uh, Rob, like I said, it's fun for me because Red Earth is a band that has quite a legacy uh, in the Native American music scene. If you were to be able to summarize said legacy, what would you say it is about the band? The fearless um, experimentation and colliding music without boundaries i don't know that i've seen anybody do as as much of that as as redder you know and especially that time you know coming out of the late 90s and the early 2000s you know just combining you know rock and funk and you know thrash and brazilian music and just you know just there was no boundaries like anything anything went with, with Red Earth. Needless to say, I would imagine that that musical education really helped get you ready for your experience with Kuik, yeah? It did, and it was it, like, so it was interesting because, you know, Preston Singletary, the co-founder, co- you know, one of the co-founders of, of Kuik, he was, he grew up in Seattle, and I didn't know Preston when I, by the time I had left Seattle to, you know, live in New Mexico and Oklahoma. And then when I was moving back, um, one of our mutual friends, Tina Kukon, who was the director of the Longhouse of the Evergreen State College, she put me in contact with Preston and was like, oh yeah, you guys are both musicians. You guys are, you know, big, big time funk guys. Like you guys should, should work on something. And Preston knew of Red Earth and, and Zia Soul album. And that was kind of my, my foot in the door in, yeah. in us linking up so yeah definitely my my time in red earth like opened so many so many doors for kind of next steps where i went after that i'm excited to talk about uh your work with the band and well at this time let's get back into the listening kicking things off for our next block uh, from wooch is courtroom with thieves turn it up and sing along you're listening to gyno
It's a courtroom of thieves trying to pretend like they got justice for we, but we before their stars and stripes, before Columbus, before them oil dollar signs, right? We see our people falling in the streets. We know the most crooked gang on this land bang as the ones they call police. We see imaginary borders constructed to decrease indigenous history to land, sky, and seas. We see them take our youth, take our freedom, take our lives, take our scalps, take our rifles, identities, and tribes. Seen them hang their flags, track us, and tax us with television, news, and sports games, distractions. But guess what? This is a call out to keep focus. Stay chanting down this Babylon. This be the spark for the voiceless. Reclaim that spiritual strength they try treading on. Don't just take it to the streets. Take it to their offices and private homes. Fact is, they came to conquer us with their logic. Religion and twisted Euro trash tactics. They will soon see the once immobile become active. We at war out here. Glowing city return to beauty and blackness. Ain't no time to play games with this machine that they've built. Their wickedness now wears a smile, a handshake, a new bill. Gotta remember they tried to take everything away. Now they give crumbs back to act like heroes. Well, I ain't having that shit today. Push invasive species back to their European habitats. Let's make their presence a story. Silenced in ashes to never come back. Never come back. Never come back. Say, let's take their story as a presence. Silenced in ashes to never come back. Never come back. Never come back. Hey, this is Adrian Wall with Innistate. You're listening to Gyno.
Winding down that block was Courtroom of Thieves from Kuik's Wooch album, their brand new offering. If you're just now tuning in, I'm joined on the line with Rob Ludgate, the longtime guitarist and collaborator in this fantastic collective. And uh, I was just mentioning to Rob while the song was playing that today is hands down the easiest uh, announcing job or organization job that I have to do. And if you haven't already noticed, these songs are a little bit on the longer side. And that's surely no accident either, Rob, yeah? Yeah, it's just kind of how, how they happen. You know, and a lot of the the way, you know, we've we've worked on these things is, you know, the we go into the studio with kind of the skeleton of a few songs and based the song dictates how long it's going to go when you're playing it. You know, definitely it's it's not a... It's, it's different than a lot of like with with Red Earth, for example. A lot of it, the music was, you know, pretty tightly arranged arrangements. Whereas uh, Kuik's stuff is very open ended, and its improv improvisation is is a lot bigger component of of Kuik than like a band like Red Earth is. Oh, that's fun. That's that's totally fun. Now, uh, let, let's spend a little bit of time talking about the actual band. Now, a lot of times, you know, I'm in the search of new music. This is uh, one of the many examples that uh, people kind of stumble upon me. And I looked at Kuik's page and I saw Bernie Worrell featuring Bernie Worrell. And I thought, okay, yeah, sure. Like everybody, you know, you grab a, a sample and you, you know, throw that on and you got to give him a credit. But that's not the case here at all. As soon as... <laughs> I started searching around a little bit more. I was like, whoa, Bernie's, in fact, uh, one of the founding members of the band. I was wondering if you could tell listeners out there a little bit about how the band came to be. Yeah, so um, interesting, just kind of for context, you know, like Preston, you know, our bass player and I are like huge, like P-Funk fanatics, <laughs> you know, going yeah. way back. Sure. So um, Bernie World is like, you know, like, a hero to us from, you know, much younger age. And, um, you know, people don't know Bernie Worrell, you know, founding member of, you know, Parliament Funkadelic, you know, played on just the amount of stuff that he's, iconic stuff he's played on is just oh, yeah. insane from like talking head stuff to um, stuff like he's doing with most deaf kind of in his later years, all the Bill Laswell axiom era stuff and Praxis and all that. So he's, don't forget about on. Prince, too. Yeah, you know, Prince actually was influenced by Bernie. You know, he, <laughs> wow. Prince would go to would go to CP Funk play and would be off at you know side stage, you know, focused on oh, wow. focused on uh, what Bernie was doing. Um, I actually have a Prince record that Bernie gave me that I have in my stack where I'm like, yeah, Dude, I got a, a Prince twelve inch that Bernie, you know, threw at me. <laughs> but, oh wow! Yeah, but anyway, but um. So kind of the story is, um, so Bernie was working with, you know, his band at that time was the Bernie Worrell Orchestra. And, you know, we're in the age where, you know, like things like Kickstarter and like crowdfunding was, was just starting to happen. And um, he was doing a, doing one of those crowd crowdfunding things to get like a new band van or something like that. And mm-hmm. um, Preston contributed to that and met Bernie at the Seattle show on that tour and got to talking and Bernie was like, Oh, Hey, why don't you have your band open? Like next time we're in town. So then the next time Bernie came through town, had 
this band of Bernie or a little big band that Preston was was leading at the time open up for them. And Bernie and Preston clicked and kind of did some improvisation where Preston was, you know, had a hand drum and was singing traditional clinket song and Bernie started playing keyboards along with with what he was doing. And then Bernie was like, hey, we should do like a project where it's like combining like traditional music with, you know, like funk and with, you know, the other stuff that, you know, Bernie's known for doing. And Preston was like, yeah, let's do it. And Preston pulled pulled that project together off of, you know, that idea that, that Bernie had. And um, Preston is a good friend of saxophone player Skerrick, who has played with, who had worked with Bernie on stuff before. And Skerrick was like, yeah, let's get Stanton Moore from Galactic on drums because Stanton had worked with Bernie before and he'd worked with, you know, Skerrick a bunch of times. And um, Preston then like brought in uh, Click It artists, uh, Gene Tagaban and the late Clarissa Rizal, um, to join in on the project and, you know, combining, you know, the instrumentals with, you know, traditional like clinket songs with traditional like clinket stories on top of it. And it just kind of steam steamrolled from there. Like once they got in the studio and just, they, they, you know, there's instant good chemistry there. When did you join the band? So I, I wasn't initially in the group until their second studio session, um, Basically, they, they did, I think, a week in the studio working on stuff, and there was no guitar on it at that point. And they, I think Preston and Bernie wanted to include a guitar player, and Preston was like, hey, man, would you be interested in like coming in and working on this? And, of course, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll come in and hang with you know Bernie. Like, yeah. So um, I came in at that point, and... Um, it just it was a great a great session and you know great working with Bernie and seemed like I fit in with everybody pretty well and from there I've I've been in the group ever since. The band was formed in 2013. Of course, 2016 ended up being uh, a delineating mark. We'll come back and talk about uh, life after Bernie here in just a few, but uh, we're gonna get right back into the tunes right now. Once again, from Kuwik's Wooch album. Turn it up and sing along with Blackfish Trap today on Gyno. by their elders. One brother was mindful of the teaching of his elders, while the other brother became arrogant, boastful, and lazy. 
He started to forget the teaching of his elders, and soon the luck he had in hunting began to change. One day, a little jungik, a little blackfish, was swimming up this tundra river when it came across a fish trap. It swam to the surface and poked its head out and saw this house that was falling apart. The land around it was messy and had animal bones strewn all about. The dogs were barking and placed in any old way. It could see that the fish traps and the fish nets were rotting and full of holes. A man, he came walking out of this house with bones and he threw these bones on the ground and the dogs, they fought amongst each other for these little scraps. This Jungik thought to itself, this is not a trap that I would swim into. And it swam on. It didn't swim much further when it happened to come across another fish trap. It swam to the surface and poked its head out of the water to see a house that was well-maintained. The land around it was clean, and the dogs were placed in neat rows. It could see that the fish traps and the fish nets were freshly made. A man, he came walking out of this house with a pot of fish stew, and he gently ladled the stew into each of the dogs' bowls. This Jungak had saw this and thought to itself, now this is a trap that I'd swim into, and it swam inside. The next day, the two brothers went to go check their traps. First, the respectful brother, the mindful brother, checked his trap, and it was full of fish. Thank you. Thank you for swimming inside. When he went up to his house, he didn't need to remind his wife not to waste anything to be respectful because she knew this. And he didn't need to remind his children because they knew this as well. You see, he taught them just as he had been taught by his elders. Now that lazy, arrogant brother, he went to go check his traps. It was completely empty. He threw the trap back into the water and he kicked his way through the barking dogs. And when he went up to his house, his wife complained, fix this house, get more wood. And his children complained that they were hungry because the stew they had been eating had been too thin. Now he was tired of all this complaining, but then he remembered he was going hunting with his brother. And for some reason, when he went hunting with his brother, they seemed to have good luck. So they rested the leaves into their dog teams and they headed far, far out into the tundra. And late that night, while they were sitting by a fire, that arrogant brother complained how bad the fishing has been, how bad the hunting has been, that even that morning his trap was completely empty. Now his brother explained to him that the hunting has been great, fishing has been wonderful. And that even that morning his trap was completely full of fish. Now that arrogant brother became angry. Jealous at his brother's continued good luck in hunting. And he went to bed in a foul, foul, bad mood. And late that night, while the respectful brother lay soundly asleep, that lazy brother, he heard a rustling. And he was startled to see this big, black, glossy eye of a raven staring right at him. Miss Raven studied him intently, and it spoke. Do you know why blackfish have not been swimming into your traps? The same reason why caribou have not been stepping in front of your bow, and why seal have not been swimming in front of your spear, and why ptarmigan have not been stepping into your snare. You have become lazy. You have forgotten the teachings of your elders. And the raven, it flew away. 
And that brother, he hung his head in shame because he knew what the raven told him was right. But then he remembered a time not too long ago when things were much better and they were paddling in a river alongside each other, these two brothers, when they heard a little voice, do you want to know how to catch blackfish? Now they were startled because they were in the middle of nowhere and thought they were all alone. What's that? Who are you? Where are you? And that blackfish that Jenrik spoke, I am right here, down in the water. Look down and you will see me. Now that arrogant brother, he remembered at that time, he paddled away saying, I don't need a blackfish telling me how to catch fish. But this time, this time he bent down to listen, just as his brother did so many years ago. Listen. Listen to your elders. They know how to do it. They have been surviving these ways for generation upon generations. Be mindful of their teachings. Just then that brother, he woke up and said to his brother, I need to go home. There are so many things I need to take care of before I go on my next hunt. And they did. And he took care of those things that he needed to take care of. And soon the luck he had in hunting began to change. But this time, this time they changed for the better. Blackfish track from Kuik's Wooch album on today's episode of Gyno. I'm joined on the line with Rob Ludgate. We've talked about his musical upbringing, his musical education with the seminal band Red Earth, and how that helped prepare Rob for his experience with this incredible collective based in the Pacific Northwest. And uh, we got caught up a little bit on the origins of the band, this chance meeting between Preston Singletary and Bernie Worrell. And uh, as I was mentioning before we got back into the music, 2016 ends up being a pretty big year, of course. Uh, not just one member, Bernie Worrell, passed away, but also a founding member, Clarissa Rizal, as well, correct? Yeah, it was kind of a, a one-two, a one-two punch, you know. Because with with Bernie, we, you know, we had a little bit of, bit of time where we, you know, knew the cancer battle was going on. Mm. Um, with with Clarissa, it definitely was a lot quicker. Um, but yeah, it was two two big losses because Bernie was really the the biggest musical impact on the group, and you know, Clarissa Rizal, you know, is a, she was a master weaver. Uh, you know, in in Clinkett country and very important culture keeper up there. And she was in a lot of ways was really a cultural, cultural guide, I think, on a lot of the cultural components of, of the group. So it was, yeah, it was, it was two big losses. And, you know, I, I think Clarissa is definitely as impactful in the mediums where she worked as Bernie was in his, you know, so it was, and then also she was, 
one of the cool things about Kuik is that there's such a wide range of ages of people in the group, ranging from, you know, like late 20s up to the 60s. And having it wasn't just a, a group of men like most, unfortunately, most bands out there. There's really it, not as much inclusion of women members in groups, you know, when it comes to musician circles, yeah. unfortunately. And, you know, having not just the, the span of ages, but having multiple genders in the group was such an important dynamic. And Clarissa, again, her and Bernie were both such, you know, the, the sweetest people they, in terms of working on, on this music together. It's so easy to work with and so enthusiastic about things that, and so generous with sharing their, their knowledge because people like Bernie and, and Clarissa are, you know, on such a high level and such a higher level than, most of the people that are doing the kind of work that that they do so even in professional you know, circles yeah and that they were both so egoless in working with those of us who were not on their on their level you know i've been playing music decades i'm nowhere near bernie's level and for him to have no attitude or ego and be so generous in sharing there was times where, you know, because we, we did a number of shows live with Bernie and with Clarissa, and we'd throw, you know, like P-Funk numbers in. <laughs> and there, you know, because a lot of the P-Funk albums, you know, there's so much going on oh, yeah. with different instruments at the same time that it's hard to hear, like, what is the exact guitar part in that song? And if I played it wrong, Bernie would take the time to be like, no, it's like, this is how it actually goes. And, <laughs> you know, teach me the right way to play it. And Clarissa was that way too. You know, yeah. if there was something cultural, she would share with you how to do it the right way and take the time, even though, you know, she was one of the greatest in the world at what she does. You know, she would take the time with people to show them how to do it and explain you know, and it's it's one of those, you know, you hear that phrase, like those who can do and those who cannot teach. Yeah. And that's, you know, in Indian country, that's the opposite. Sure. Like those who can teach, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so and just that whole in in Indian country, the, that perspective is totally different. You know, it's like if you know how to do things, you're supposed to take the time to, to share it with people and teach them how to do it. And Bernie had that outlook and that patience and motivation and Clarissa had that too. So it was, you know, great, great being able to be schooled and, and taught, you know, by, by such a generous mentors was, was an unbelievable experience. Literally learning at the feet of masters, Rob. Now, you know, listeners are going to be maybe scratching their heads a little bit because this album, in fact, is brand new. Uh, Bernie passed away in 2016, but you guys recorded that much that you were able to still utilize a lot of his uh, keyboard work. And I guess uh, this provides a little bit of a bookend for uh, Act One of Kuik, then, yeah? It is, yeah. These first four albums are definitely the, the Bernie era. And, you know, when we would go into the studio, we would record so much stuff over the course of a week that... Um, that's why, you know, Bernie passed in 2016 and we're still just now getting to the point that we're putting out, you know, the last album that we did with them because it, it took so long to finish, you know, the overdub work, you know, that the rest of us were doing. And yeah, he's definitely the, the, the skeleton of, of all the songs, almost all the songs in the album were, you know, like Bernie's work and yeah. And we wanted to take our time with it to, to do it right. And, you know, we definitely, with this being the, 
you know, kind of the final album that Bernie, the, the final like big album that, that Bernie completed his work on before he passed away. Um, we wanted to make it be at the level that, you know, his legacy deserves. You know, we didn't want to just rush and put it out. Yeah. Like we wanted it to send him off in, in a good way. Well, I'm excited for what the future of Kuik holds. And it's my understanding you're not necessarily planning to tour, but you do have a new album that's already kind of slated for release, or at least tentatively, yeah? Yeah, so we just finished uh, a recording a new album with the current lineup of the group, and, you know, that was one of the good things about COVID is that, you know, we weren't able to play live as much as, you know, we had been, but we were able to get a lot of writing done as a group and get in the studio, and it was a challenge, you know, because, you know, have to be in a 10-piece group, and you have to social, social distance, oh, and, yeah. you know, make sure you're masking up, and, uh, but we were able to get a, a new album recorded that has, like, our new members that, you know, weren't there at the beginning stage, like Sandra Segundo, who is one of our new vocalists, you know, we have a new keyboard player, Tim Kennedy, who's great, we have a trombone player that just, that is now with us named Jason Creasy, who plays with Skerrick in a, in a band called the true loves, which is, you know, really well-known group nationally. That's a great band. Um, new drummer, Ed Littlefield, great clinket drummer. Um, so yeah, we've, and we've also, you know, been kind of increasing, you know, other, other collaborators coming in like Stephen Blanchett from Pamua, um, this great rapper air jazz from Juneau, Alaska, Clinket uh, Haida kid, who's incredible. Um, so yeah, we're always <laughs> pulling in like, like new members, definitely the, the, the P-Funk spirit of, you know, not having like a set stagnant lineup. Like there's always, you know, like new voices coming in. So um, we've definitely tried to keep that spirit going where there's, you know, always new new elements in the group from album to album. I'm excited for the new sound, the next chapter in Kuik's uh, career. Where can people find you at? Yeah, so our, our website is kuik.com, and that's spelled, uh, that's www.k-h-u-e-e-x.com. Um, so you can get our, our vinyl off of, off of there. We've got merch on there. And then um, for folks who are kind of in the digital realm, our, our Bandcamp page, um, kuiks.bandcamp.com. So k-h-u-e-e-x.bandcamp.com has has all of our, our albums out there where they're available for digital download. I can't thank you enough for joining me today on Gyno, Rob. Um, and thank you for having me. I appreciate it so much.
rises early before the dawn. Showers and eats quickly. Coffee tastes good this morning. She brings out the vest, white shirt, and dark slacks. The navy cap fits loosely today. Combing her hair, she looks in the mirror one last time. Time to go. It's time to go. She checks the children one more time. The children. especially quiet now. Time to go. It's time to go. She chooses her finest coat, lightly brushing it off. Checking. To see if anything's left in the pockets. Checks her shoes one last time, quietly closing the door, locking it just so. Walking quietly down the stairs, time to go. It's time to go. Forty days pass so quickly. Hardly seems like yesterday. So much to see and so much to do. For this and past episodes of Gyno, log on to gynomusic.fm or nb1.org. Also, to discover more music from incredible indigenous artists, be sure to check out the Native Artist Directory at nativeartistdirectory.com. <laughs>
Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.